Welcome to the Redeem Evangelical Mission Tram Atlanta. This is a place where we gather together in quality praise and worship of the true and living God. Equipped with the world of God for growth and fellowship with one another. God bless you as you listen to this message. Mission to every life. In the name of Jesus. Let your hand rest upon us. God grace to flow freely in the house. In the mighty name of Jesus Christ. And we return our glory, honor, and praise to you. In the name of Jesus, I step aside. I ask you to wear me as your hand glove. In Jesus' name. Praise the Lord. Can you make this declaration together with me? That's what we shall do before I preach. Somebody say with me. This is who I am. In the name of Jesus Christ. By the blood of Jesus Christ. I am eternally redeemed. I am eternally forgiven. I am eternally delivered. I am eternally blessed. And cannot be cursed. Do you believe that? I want you to repeat it. Hear yourself. Declare it. This is whom I am. am. By the blood of Jesus. I am eternally redeemed. I am eternally forgiven. I am eternally delivered. I am eternally blessed. And cannot be cursed. That's who you are. You make declaration to yourself every day. And you are speaking, something is happening. Praise God. Somebody says, shut the door. Somebody says, shut the door. We started last Sunday from the beginning. Genesis chapter 1. We, t- we went through how God shut the door to the enemy. Praise God. We read Genesis chapter 1 verse 1 to 4. In the beginning, let's go there. Praise God. Genesis 1 from verse number 1 through 4. In the beginning God created the heavens and the earth. The earth was without form and void. And darkness was on the face of the deep. And the spirit of God was hovering over the face of the waters. Then God said, let there be light. And there was light. And God saw the light that it was good. Praise God. Whenever you speak, it produces. You always see the manifestation. The question is, what are you saying? That's the question. God created the heavens and the earth. The Bible told us that every good and perfect gift comes from God. Right? Then what happened in verse 2? How did it come about? But you notice that there was a challenge. The enemy struck. The enemy struck. Every attack on you is a challenge to God because you belong to God. The enemy is trying to reach God. You understand what I'm saying? It didn't start today. But the joy is this. The enemy is eternally defeated. 
Peter writing First Peter chapter 5. He said, the, he said, your adversary, the devil, is like a roaring lion. Number one, he exposed who our adversary is. But unfortunately, many people that go to church, they don't know who their adversary is. They think it's their mother-in-law, their father-in-law, their brother or sister-in-law, their neighbor, their brother or their sister. No. We do not wrestle against flesh and blood, but against principalities and power. Your, your brother is not your enemy. Your mother-in-law is not your enemy. The enemy, the adversary is who? The devil. So when you know that, you zero in, target the enemy. When you deal with it, the surface will take, you know, take, you know, we come into order. Praise God. So we have to know this. The enemy struck. And there was a mess to what God have done. And that's what they're still doing today to try to mess up people's destiny, people's life, people's family, people's career, people's business, people's job. You know what I'm saying? Jesus clearly told us, the thief cometh not before to steal, to kill, and to destroy. That is a job. John chapter 10 verse 10. He said, listen to me. That's not the end of the story. Whenever the thief comes, lo and behold, watch out, I am I come also. In the same verse, John 10 10. Not another verse. In the same verse, the thief cometh not before to steal and to destroy. But I am come. Let's go there. John 10 10. John chapter 10. I will read a couple of translations to that for you. John chapter 10, verse number 10. The thief does not come except to steal and to kill and to destroy. This is the purpose of the devil. And that is an assignment. He has no other thing. It's not your friend, it's your enemy, the adversary, the devil. Remember, he's trying to reach God by trying to, to reach you. You understand what I'm saying? We're talking about Genesis chapter 1 verse 2, right? The same way God handled him then is the way you should deal with him. Yesterday, those of us that were here, when we read Colossians chapter 2, different translation of how we expose it. He's already defeated. He is hopelessly hopeless. He has no future. No matter how tough things seem for you now, the Redeemer of the Lord, you are not hopeless. You are not helpless. Somebody missed the place to say amen. I said, no matter how it seems very tough or hard for you now, there is hope for you. Amen. You're not going to end in shame. Amen. This is not how you're going to end. Hallelujah. There is hope for you. Amen. You are not helpless. 
Because you belong to God. You are a child of God. You were purchased by his life. The blood of Jesus. Life is in the blood. Those of you in medicine, if, if those medical people here, you know that to prove that the person is dead is that there's no more blood in that body. Abby? No more blood. A cup. Does any cup have blood? No. That is a sign. Dickin, am I, am I wrong? That's a sign there's no more life. Because the, a cup that is in the mug, no more blood in it, right? A balloon for the issue is that that is is colored water. It's no more blood. <laughs> it's gone. <laughs> Praise the Lord. <laughs> you know what I'm saying? So this is it. Blood. The life is in the blood. Jesus gave His life to have us. You know what I'm saying? He spilled His blood. He poured His life to for us. You are not just ordinary. You are not common. You are too expensive. You have to know your worth, your quality. You are too what? Expensive. You cost God his life. For God was in Christ Jesus reconciling man back to himself. Jesus died for you. It means God died for you. That's who you are. So when you know this, that you are so precious to God, this is how far God went to have you. So if you can do this to have you, he will go any length to secure you, to care for you. That is why he said he will give men for you. He will give people for your sake. Amen. Amen. Glory to God. Hallelujah. So the devil wants to reach God by reaching you. But you have to know. That's what started from the beginning. His eternally defeated is lost. It's just like Somebody that is sinking is grab, trying to grab to see what is going, holding to hold. Will he hold? No, it's going down. The, a criminal that's caught, caught in a tight, heavy load, rock or steel on the two legs, and wore some stones and metals on him as his clothes and throw him in the ocean in the sea. He's trying to hold to hold. You know, he can't, he can't float. He's going down. He has gone down never to rise again. Hear me and hear me clearly. The devil has gone down and never to rise again in your life. Jesus eternally defeated him and he can never rise again he can never recover again 
There is no hope for him. He is hopelessly hopeless and helplessly helpless. He has no future. His future is eternal condemnation. When you know these things, you will not be afraid. You will not. In this morning, you are shaking, you are afraid. Why are you? You are not giving the spirit of fear. And this is the things you are going to shut the door against. You shut the door against ignorance. You shut the door against fear. You shut the door against doubt. You shut the door against unbelief. You shut the door against lies and falsehood. Because it's flying over the place. You shut the door against distraction. For you to be able to shut the door, you have to know the truth. Praise God. You have to know the truth. John chapter 8 verse 32. And you shall know the truth. And the truth that you know will set you free. How will you know the truth? You back up to verse 31. If you continue in my word. Then you will know the truth. And the truth will set you free. John chapter 8 verse 31 and 32. Praise God. So Jesus. In John chapter 10, where we open verse 10, the thief does not come except to steal and to kill and to destroy. Who is the thief? The devil. He comes to steal, to kill, and to destroy. You see, the way he will function, isolate. You know, to steal. He steal away from covering. He steal away from fellowship one of my that uh, TV things that I love to watch is documentary Animal Planet you know as I believe some of us know that you see the predator right what happened you notice that the buffalo that is always in fellowship right the buffalo that is together, no matter how weak it is, the lion will be hungry that night. Because they cannot go get any buffalo that's in congregation. Right? But you notice as a wonder stray away. Right? It's a wonder stray away that become the meat for the lion. You will not stray away. In the name of Jesus. How does he do it? He will steal away from fellowship. Steal away from covering. And make you to be naked. Then he will strike, kill, and destroy. He's not your friend. You have to know the way he walk. But the joy is this. Whenever the enemy comes, Jesus comes also. In the same John verse 10, he said, I have come that they may have life and that they may have it more abundantly. Do you see that? Look at verse, that same verse 10 in New Living Translation. The thief's purpose is to steal 
and kill and destroy. My purpose is to give them a rich and satisfying life. Do you see that? A rich and what? Satisfying life. A rich and satisfying life. That's what Jesus came to give. Let me read that verse 10 in TPT. A thief has only one thing in mind. One thing in mind. He wants to steal, slaughter, and destroy. But I have come to give you everything in abundance. More than you expect. Life in its fullness. Until it overflow. Hallelujah. Somebody say overflow. Somebody say overflow. So when you know this truth. Then you can now. Shut the door. Against the enemy. When it comes with falsehood, when it comes with lie, when it comes, are you sure God loves you? Are you sure that your need will be met? He came to give me life, a rich and satisfying life. He came to give me life, everything in abundance. More than expect, that I expect. Did you see that? And this is tied to Ephesians 3 verse 20. He is well able to do exceeding abundantly above all you could ask or think according to the power that worketh in you. It means if you can ask it, if you can ever imagine or think of it, consider it done. You know what I'm saying? That's the God you and I serve, and that's your Father. Because you are precious to him. Because he loves you so much. If God could go this extent to have you, what can he not give to you? That's why I always say in Romans chapter 8 verse 32. If God could give you Jesus, what can he not give to you? If he could give you Jesus... What can he not give to you? If you hold on to this TPT, verse 10 of chapter 10 of John, and the enemy come and lie to you. Maybe you go to home, there's no food on this, on this, on, in your, your pantry, no food. The fridge and, free, uh, and, refrigerator and uh, freezer kind of dry. You don't say, hey, this life self. What kind of life is this? No. That's not what you're supposed to speak. Father, I thank you for my meat barrel, which is not running over. I thank you for your abundance in my life. I thank you for your provision. 
I thank you for all my needs are supplied according to your riches and glory by Christ Jesus. Remember, you came to give me life. You came to give me life more abundantly. You came to give me everything in abundance, including food in my pantry, my, my car in my garage, my refrigerator, my deep freezer, money in my bank account, because he came to give me everything in abundance. Everything means what? Everything. If you don't have a house, thank you, Lord, for my house in a good location. Not married, thank you for my husband and my wife. Thank you for my children. Thank you for my beautiful family. You came to give me everything in abundance. Isn't that what the scripture said? And the Bible said that the scripture cannot be broken. Forever, O oh Lord, your word is settled in heaven. Is that what we read in Sunday school that we just concluded a minute ago? Heaven and earth will pass away. No jot of your word will pass away. God is not a politician. He's not a Republican. He's not a Democrat that can sweet talk you to vote for them. And after the election, they start doing their own stuff. No! God is, God is not a man. He means what he says and says what he means. Praise God. So this is the truth. You came to give me everything in abundance. More than I expect. Do you see that? Life in its fullness until I overflow. So lack is not for me. Scarcity is not for me. Sickness is not for me. You heard Pastor Missy say to us this morning that she always speak to her body. He say, sickness, you don't have a place in this body. The Holy Ghost lives there. Sickness and disease cannot dwell in the same place. Sickness and disease cannot dwell in the same place with the Holy Ghost. So you don't belong here. Can I tell you the truth? You need to see my wife where she's in the bathroom, taking her bath. She's making declaration over her body. What she told you today is what she does. Declare to her body. I promise us that we might go deep into some things we dealt with yesterday. Let's start with Proverbs chapter 18. Proverbs 18. Proverbs 18. Verse 20 and 21. New King James Version. Proverbs 18. Verses 20 and 21. A man's stomach shall be satisfied 
from the fruit of his mouth. From the produce of his lips, he shall be filled. A man's stomach shall be satisfied from the fruit of his mouth, not the fruit of his labor. Does that shock you? It's not how hard you work. It's not how many of our time you take. You might have taken a lot of overtime. You may have working 18 hours out of 24 hours. That is not what satisfies. What do you say from your mouth? A man's stomach shall be satisfied from the fruit of his mouth. From the produce of his leaf it shall be filled. Which means that your mouth produces, right? Your lips have a product. Now, he, verse 21 defines, give clarity, give light to that verse 20. So, every word you say produces. Every word that goes from your mouth produces. And that product can either fill you satisfy you or kill you. That product can either satisfy you or hold you as a slave. Are you hear what I'm saying? Look at verse 21. 21. He now explained what he means by a man's stomach shall be satisfied from the fruit of his mouth and from the produce of his leaf he shall be filled. Death and life are in the power of the tongue. Your tongue has death, it has life. It has negative has positive has success it has failure has liberty freedom it has bondage it depends on what you produce because every word you say produces we read in Genesis chapter 1 right and God said he spoke to the chaos situation, right? God looked at the, the earth was without form and void. There was even mess. God never called the mess mess. He looked at the mess and said, let there be light. 
My dad said that there is always light out of the darkness. So it depends on what you are seeing. Let there be light. And there was light. Verse 4. And God saw that it was good. That is telling us here. Every word produces. Every word produces. We talk about the cause that Joshua placed on Jericho, right? The word has come from his mouth. Because the word doesn't die. Word is active. Words is lively. Words are not passive. Words are what? Active. Word is life. It's alive. Words don't die. But what stops every word is another word. You know what I'm saying? Another word. As a matter of fact, a superior word, an anointed word is the one that what stops any other word. God look at the mess. He did not give voice to the enemy. Many of us are giving voice to the enemy. And that is why in this season, you have to shut the door. Somebody says, shut the door. Shut the door. Shut the door of flippancy, speaking anyhow. Shut the door of cooperating with the enemy. Giving voice to the enemy. Shut that door. You are not in league with the enemy. He, he, the only place we have with you is under your feet. Under your feet. Defeated. And he's hopelessly hopeless. And helplessly what? Helpless. Because everything about him is settled. He's eternally condemned. There is no redemption for the enemy. But you have been redeemed. That's why we make the declaration. This is who I am. I am eternally redeemed. I am eternally forgiven. I am eternally delivered. I am eternally blessed. I cannot be caused. Delivered from the power of darkness and translated into the kingdom of his son. The kingdom of the enemy. The power of darkness have no sense over me. Because I'm no more there. I always explain this. Haiti is about a few hours flight from, from Atlanta here, right? A few hours flight. And it is closer to Florida than us, right? Now, are you living in Haiti? Does the law of the land have any influence over you, authority over you? Why? Are you not in the same hemisphere? Right? You are living in the same hemisphere. It's a few hours flight. Well, why is he not having any sense over you? Because you don't live there. You don't belong there. You don't exist there. You don't function there. Right? 
That is what the Bible is saying. Formally, you will enter the clutch of the enemy. You hold you like this when you were insane. So he can mess you up, slap you, do whatever he like with you. Anything he tells you to do, you do. Because he was running roughshod over your life. But Jesus stepped in. He said, this is precious to me. Satan, he paid the price. Took all your sins. The Bible says, he who knows sin became sin. Kalambro hoshkapatina. He became sin. Paid fully. Somebody said paid in full. Fully. And he snatched you. Snatched you out from there. You don't belong there. You are too precious to be there. Boom, planted you here in this land. The land of glory and honor. The land of beauty. The land of light. No more in darkness. So the, the power, the authority of this kingdom of darkness lost control. You have, it doesn't have control over you. You no more say so. No more say so over your life. But now, you know what? That's why many Christians miss it. You are now empowered to rule over them. He gave you authority over them. Because now, he is under your feet. You understand what I'm saying? So this is your reality. This is your reality. And when you understand this, your words have to be in line with the reality of who you are. You know what I'm saying? The reality of who you are. We started by saying, I see, is so are we in this present world? No, when we get to heaven. Remember, I always tell us in this house that Jesus Christ, how long did it take Jesus to die for us? It, by hours, couple of hours, he was already there, right? Even when the people that crucified him came. To make sure that they are dead. To break their legs. His leg was not broken. Because he was already dead before they came. It's the two thieves by his side. That their legs were broken. You understand what I'm saying? And the, the crazy young man. Used the sword and pierced in his heart. And what happened? Come out. Water and blood. Come out. The blood that cleanses us. The water of the world. The Holy Ghost that seal us as is flows out. Praise God. Hallelujah. And you are eternally free, delivered, and they cannot put in bondage. You see, uh, there was a king in the Old Testament that met one of these old uh, monetary prophets, I call him. That's always carried. It's about the highest bid that he goes. And the king came to him and told him, Come and curse me, my enemies. 
And who are the enemies? The children of God. Covenant children. You don't know how dangerous you are. You don't even know. You are a covenant child of the covenant keeping God. That's how dangerous you are. You see, I told us that Jesus, whatever he did here on earth, he came, apart from dying for us, he came to show us how to live the kingdom life here on earth. You know what I'm saying? Because we belong to another kingdom. Do you see that? Kingdom life on earth. That is why he said in John chapter 17, he said, Father, these ones are in the world, they are not in the, of the world. They are in the world, but they don't belong here, they are not of the world. Which means they don't function, they don't operate by the world system. So if you are not of the world, then you belong to a superior kingdom. So you are to function with the what? The system, the superior system that is higher than the system of the world. True. Knowing who you are, whose you are, what belongs to you. I hear what I'm saying. Who you are, whose you are, and what belongs to you. You know that this territory is yours. The Jesus said, occupy till I come. To occupy means rule and reign. Dominate. And how do you rule and reign? How do you dominate? Through your wills. For where the word of the king is, that is what? Power. I told us a moment ago that you are a king, right? That is what Jesus showed us. You can never see Jesus speak the wrong thing. Give voice to the enemy. No, he never did. Even in the wilderness, when people were waiting for three days, they were hungry. And he said, he had compassion on them. He said, he called the disciples and said, I can't send them away. They will faint before they reach home. Let's feed them, give them something to eat, at least, so that they get energy to go home. The disciples said, there is nothing we have. Can you see? Giving voice to the enemy. You shut the door. You have to learn, this is who you are, this is your life. The language must change. Your words must change. Because your word produces. Two things that happen. One, you are giving voice to the enemy. Two, you are joining force with the enemy. If, what, what, if two of you shall touch and agree on it, anything you ask for shall be done. You understand what I'm saying? Either you are in agreement with God or you are in agreement with the devil. When you speak, give voice to the enemy, when you speak negatively, the pastor, I am just speaking the fact. Just take a look, pastor. 
Let, don't you see? Are you the only one that's not seeing what is happening? I'm just being real, Pastor. Being real is not your reality. The fact is not the truth. The fact is what God says. The, the truth is what God says. The fact is the surface level. The earthly system. Remember, he says, you are in the world, you are not of the world. What happened? The prophet Balaam and Balak, the king, cursed the children of Israel for me, my enemy. And he's in a mess because the people he call his enemy are covenant children of God. And that's how dangerous you are. The prophet went everywhere, did all the sacrifice. He said, ah, no matter how much you give me, these people, <laughs> I wish I'm like them. I want to be like them. I want to die their death. How do you mean? <laughs> he said, they are blessed and I cannot cause them. You know what I'm saying? That is the Old Testament when Jesus has not shed his blood. What about you that the blood have washed clean? Amen. What about you that have been delivered from the power of darkness and translated to the kingdom of his dear son? Listen to me. When you understand what we are saying, you can set things in motion. You can rearrange things just by your words. And the word that you speak, the word that is one with your heart. Somebody say, the heart and mouth connection. The heart and mouth connection. Remember, we are still here. Proverbs chapter 18, verse 20 and 21. A man's stomach shall be satisfied from the fruit of his mouth. From the produce of his leaves, he shall be filled. Death and life are in the power of the tongue and those who love it will eat the fruit thereof. You see? You explain it. Your mouth, your tongue has great power to kill and to make alive. To set free or to put in bondage. To lift up or to cast down. To build or to destroy. That is what you are carrying in your mouth. When you are able to know, discern, judge the rightly and speak rightly, you will see the fruit. So this from today, you have to shut the door against ignorance. You shut the door Against speaking anyhow, being giving voice to the enemy. 
Your mouth is blessed. Your mouth is anointed. You can fix anything by declaring the anointed word of God over every situation. Just say it and it becomes just like God. She asked that question. Take away the word of God. Everything is disintegrated. Because he uphold all things with the words of his power. Everything you have seen came into existence by the word of God. So you can produce anything with your word. That's why in this month, you have to be intentional. You have to be purposeful. You have to be full of expectance. Because expectation is the mother of manifestation. You are not just fasting to fulfill all righteousness. You see, if I don't fast now, Pastor Fred is not going to let me rest. He will be calling me. He will send me texts. He will do this. He will do that. No, you miss it. You miss it. The fasting is for you. The fasting is to align you to receive what is already yours. You understand what I'm saying? Remember John 10.10. 10. It's already yours. Paul writing to the Corinthians, First Corinthians, he said, all things are yours. It's yours. He has paid for it. Somebody said, paid in full. Now, there was a story I wanted to share with us today. But time is gone. We have to do that next Sunday. But let's read Psalm 2, verse 8. Somebody says, shut the door. Psalm 2 verse 8. Ask of me. And I will give you the nations for your inheritance. And the ends of the earth for your possession. Somebody says, blank checks. Acts of me. In a nutshell, the New Living Translation, the uh, TPT says, ask me to give you the nations. I told us <laughs> how precious you are and what is available to you. You understand what I'm saying? So, somebody say, lift up your eyes. Lift up your vision. See beyond the immediate. See how vast your territory is. Are you hearing me? 
I asked us a question some time ago. The Holy Ghost just quickened that now in my spirit. Why is it that in the church we don't have somebody that can send a million dollars as an offering, not fundraising? Why? With all the scriptures, all that we're reading that God has made available to us. Why? Why is it that the Gentile, the unbeliever out there are the ones? I, I asked my wife the other day, I was so I was so mad and angry and annoyed. We are looking for money for the gospel. Las Vegas, just last week, I think the program is still going on. Bruno and his team, $1.3 billion, as B, billion dollars was used to make what a kind of a dome, a balloon, where they use their stage for their musical concert. $1.3 billion, as B. Do you know what, what $1.3 billion would do? For the kingdom. This is the way I think. Why is it that. The whole church world. TDX. As big as his ministry is. Has never received a one million dollar offering. Justin has never received one million dollar offering. During the church service. I beg to see, including Kenneth Copeland, that I receive $1 million offering of raising funds. Sunday service, you just sign off $1 million, $20 million. But how dare, the, the whole thing is just going like that. The other day, the, the Kardashians and a couple of them had a, a what? A dinner together, and within them, they raise how many million dollars? This one, two million, three, five, like that. Why? Because my people perish for lack of knowledge. Many come to church, they don't know, they don't understand. Who they are, whose they are, or what is available to them. That's number one. Number two, many are not loyal. Number three, many are not faithful. They don't understand that they are here. As a glory to God. For God to express himself to the world. So what do you do? You submit yourself to him as a hand glove. For him to start walking through you. Your life. Will, like as we pray this morning. That Jesus will be Lord over each and every one of us. We make him 
savior but he's not lord of our lives he does not have any say so any control of what we do with our lives with our time with our resources we just come to church a fellowship i have fun and that's it and that's why it's not flowing through us but if you look at people the old testament i was reading First Chronicles chapter 29. When you get home, you read it. You look at what, read it through different translations. You look at how much David alone produced for the temple. Did you think that it was an e? The devil just come out from anywhere and go to God to accuse Job. Read the account of Job. What Job was doing in the community. The status of Job. Today in the church. The Holy Ghost know why this is going on. Why this message. Why we are in the. You know just swift. Shifted the service now. Till tell it. Because you want to deal with some issues. Put a little money in your hands. You're not faithful. Not loyal. And he has much more. Remember, he is to give you everything in abundance, right? Until you overflow. Right? My three cost meal example, I didn't read it in any book. The Holy Ghost revealed this to me. In this country, you go to any good restaurant, you have the starter, right? Many people fill their belly with their starter. They have not gotten the entry. Before they are sweet, right? Dessert. God's plan, when it means until you overflow, it means you overflow. That through you, nations, communities, cities will be blessed and imparted. When he made the promise to Abraham, did he keep it or not? You are his extended hand. He raised the poor from the world, from the donkey, and set him on the high places. You understand? Know among princes. That's the God we serve to display himself through you. But how many are yielded? How many are submissive? How many are available? How many are faithful? How many are loyal? The issue is that can he trust you? When you put the resources in your hand, will you use it to glorify him or use him to fight him? You use it to honor the enemy. Remember we said giving voice to the enemy. When the resources in your hands is not building the kingdom, it's not sponsoring 
missionaries. It's not expanding the kingdom of God. But you can do party. You can do any other thing. You are giving voice to the enemy. And that's why the church is not having the money. Write this against my name. Before Jesus come and take us home, a crop of people, men and women that are totally sold out to him, men and women that are hand gloves in God's hands will emerge. You have not seen any money. Because God is going to dump money in the hands of the trusted, faithful, loyal children of God. That is going to take this world by storm for Jesus. And the church is not going to be rescued, hurried away. The church will leave a deliberate print on this earth. And when we are gone by rapture, the world will know that a group of people have been here. Are you hearing what I'm saying? Are you part of this army God is raising? Can he trust you? Go to him. Talk to him. Limbra Gesha Katiri Mahata Ruto Menika Tarata Bakuto Rika Shkatani Hutubo Shete Bata Libro Hosente Ninakata Kadi Libra Gashatara A rebuke unfaithfulness A rebuke disloyalty A rebuke greediness A rebuke you Loss of the flesh, loss of life. I rebuke you now in the name of Jesus. Te tapata likato likapaloto ite mataraba kulobo iaya kukomoto eteni atapato yete. I rebuke falsehood and lies. I rebuke destruction of any form. In the name of Jesus, we shut the door against the enemy in this church, in every life, in every family. We shut the door against you. We shut the door against unfaithfulness, disloyalty, fear. We shut the door against you. We shut the door against ignorance. We shut the door against fear in the name of Jesus. We open the door of faithfulness, of loyalty, of boldness. For the righteous are as bold as lion. We open the door to insight, to revelation, to understanding. We open the door to sensitivity and accuracy in the spirit. We open the door to passion and love for God. Let the seed of the Lord consume us in this house. In the name of Jesus. Holy Ghost, capture every heart. Kalipato, Kalipato, Kalipato. 
Kalipato. The Lord of us will leave below our family inheritance. We'll fulfill all that we are created on earth to fulfill. Lord, wear us as your hand glove and express yourself full, fully and freely to this world. Let your glory flow freely through us in the name of Jesus. We return our honor and praises to you, Lord. Somebody says, shut the door. We'll pick it up from here. The beginning of you shutting the door against the enemy is surrendering your life to Jesus. Like I said, when you, Jesus died for you, paid it in full, when you give your life to Christ, he will pluck you out from the kingdom of darkness and plant you in the kingdom of light to make you a child of God. He paid it all for you. I want to pray with you. You under the sound of my voice. To make Jesus Lord and Savior of your life. I want you to say this prayer with all your heart. Lord Jesus. I receive you now. As my Lord. And my Savior. Thank you for loving me. And dying for me. And setting me free. Thank you. From this day forward, help me to live this kingdom life on earth. In Jesus' name. If you have made that prayer, you are now a child of God. And I want you to go to your smartphone or your tablet and download the Bible. The Bible is God's roadmap to your destiny. Make good friends with your Bible. The next thing to do is go to any Bible-believing church. Tell the pastor I sent you. And if you're here in Atlanta, Georgia, United States, I make bold to invite you to Trem Atlanta, God's Embassy's Manor. Our services are 10 a.m. Eastern, Sunday morning. I look forward to receiving you. And as you have given your life to Christ, shut the door against the enemy by refusing to give your mouth to speak whatever the enemy is doing. You cannot know this until you are being taught. That is why you need to go to a Bible-believing church. And that's why this door is open for you. Amen. We look forward to receiving you. God bless you. Thank you for listening to another message. God's blessing be with you now and forever. For counseling, email trem at tremusa.org. Remember blessed.